Welcome to the Kings Insider Podcast on NBC Sports California, brought to you by Wendy's. I am James Ham. Joining me, man, it's been a while. It's been a while. We've What's got up with that? we've got Doug Christie. You know what, man? Uh, I, I've used the "Life is what happens while you're making other plans" line, and, okay. and and you like that. But this schedule has been brutal. It's yeah. been brutal. You've been gone. I've been gone. Um, sorry. So, uh, so Doug Christie's here. What's going on, man? Hey, man. I, I can't complain. You know what? Life on the road's not bad. I, I like what I'm seeing from the Kings. Um, I like the fact that you face a lot of adversity early, early on, Ham. That for me, I dig it. I, I, I want them to play tough teams. I want them to play in tough environments. I want to see them on back to backs. I'm glad seven of the first ten are on the road because I think it builds a lot of character and it builds a lot of camaraderie. That's a very good point. This schedule is brutal. Seven of the first ten on the road. Uh, initially, I thought, oh, they might not win one of their first five. <laughs> right. But now here they, they sit at two and three coming into the, the Washington game on Friday night. To me, it's better than expected. The brand of basketball has been a lot of fun to watch. They've had some stinkers. They've also had some games where you're like, oh, what was that? So I kind of like what we're seeing. You know, oddly enough, Ham, when, when I'm on the court, and I said this in Denver, and it didn't, it didn't really pan out, but then the next night uh, I, I say it again, and I'm standing there, and we're getting ready for the pregame, and I, and I look at our team, and I look down at their team in the warm-ups, I'm like, dude, we could beat these guys. I, I understand that a lot of times it's getting on the floor and making things happen, Denver bringing back 12 players. I mean, they brought back 12 people, pretty yeah, much their crazy. whole team, yeah. and then just sprinkled in a few new guys. That, that's it, and those guys don't really play. So that is going to be a little tougher. But coming into Memphis, I'm looking, I'm going, I'm telling you, we can compete against these guys. I, I, I know it. And I think with the exception of the two quarters in New Orleans, maybe two in like a third quarter in New Orleans, and maybe one other quarter. The Kings have been highly competitive in all of the quarters so far, um, but it's the mistakes, and that's what happens with young teams. And and defense, defensive mistakes. <laughs> it goes hand in hand. Yeah, the the defense they're leaking like a sieve. I mean, yeah. we got a little issue there, but um, I, I think that's always it, it's typical. It's typical of a young team. It's typical of early season. We're seeing the scores around the league are way up, way yes. up. I yeah. mean, every team is scoring. Uh, the Kings are scoring more more than most teams, but I'd also point out that the Kings are in their rotation. They have two rookies. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have three guys that have not played with this group before, and yep. Bielitsa, Yogi Ferrell, Iman Shumpert. Yep. Uh, they also have a uh, two second year guys, a third year guy, and a fourth year guy. That's your rotation. Yep. I think defense is is going to be an issue in that situation, and I also. I look at the group that they have, and I don't see any that I think naturally are just standout lockdown defenders. I think Fox has some potential there. Yeah. I think uh, Bagley has some potential, but really struggling off the ball as a defender. Um, but overall, I think 
the defense will improve. It's just going to take time. It's going to take time. I'm going to give you an example. First of all, you, you mentioned Foxy. I, I love what I see from him. He, he, the competitiveness comes out when a game is tight, and it's, it's beautiful to watch. But Bagley on defense, and he's been better than advertised because that was supposed to be the big part of his game, that, you know, defense, defense. But he has what I call closing speed, meaning that when the guy gets by you, he doesn't stop. A lot of players will stop. They'll rest mm -hmm. on a pick. They'll stop. He continues to keep coming. Fundamental defense is something totally different. And there was a pick and roll. The guy rolls down the lane. And instead of running and running in front of the player, he ran behind the player. Now he's pinned, catch, low, foul, and one. These are things that as you, if he looks at the tape, you run in front of the guy, they can't throw it over you, it'll hit the backboard or you'll intercept it. Now the guy pushes you out, fights around, and by the time he gets it, he's 7, 10 feet from the basket. You've done your job. But it's, it's little tiny fundamental things with young players. Yeah, and what I've seen is Bagley, first of all, man on defense, I think he's pretty good. Yeah, I, mean, I would agree. All of his block shots, it's going to get a little noisy in here, but all of his block shots – have come in man-on yeah. situations, not really as a help defender. Right, come in weak side, right? Yeah, yeah. So that tells me that he's focused on the man in front of him. Yep. Uh, where he really does struggle. And really, I think it's uh, it's an issue with the entire team. It's that the guards are getting beat too easy. Very much. You can't straight line drives. You got to at least make them turn once. Yeah, and what they're doing is they're getting their big, they're hanging their bigs out to dry in the pick and roll because of that. Well, I will say this as well. On the pick and roll, and this is something oddly enough I heard from Michael Malone in the previous year, they were terrible on defense, they were great on offense. Yeah. And when the guys came off the pick and roll, the big was hanging back. Now they've moved that big up. They're waving their hands. They're just making them try to turn, make them try to veer away. Don't give them a north-south. Give them an east-west. And what's happening with the Kings is they're coming off the pick and roll or getting beat before it even happens. Yes. And when they come off of the, uh, of the pick, the guard, the big man is back a little bit. And it's allowing that guard to get a rhythm shot or a crossover and get into the paint. Kings aren't good enough one-on-one -on -one defenders to do things like that. Uh, and looking at a, a, a Utah team and a Denver team that are really good on defense, you kind of take some of those things. Get up maybe and, and use your athleticism. Willie Colley-Stein could do that very easily. Even uh, I think Memphis is a good defensive team, and yes. they, they play at such a slow pace. They try to yeah. really, really drag the game wow. down. And you know what? I'll point this out, though. It seems like that the Kings, they got caught. They got caught in that in the first half. Yes, they did. A and then we saw them going to halftime, regroup, come out, and say, you know what? We're going to push the tempo. Yep. And, and that's how they, they really overcame the deficit. And I think they, they scored 44 in the first half, 53, 53 in yep. the second half. Yep. But they also missed a ton of free throws in the yeah. second half. They could have easily, easily scored another four or five, five points. points yeah. uh, and so I think that they're hurting themselves a little bit. You know, their inexperience is showing, especially that Memphis game. Yeah. They had an eight-second call, and they had a five-second call in yeah. the final no, they, the, not they, not they, buddy. Oh, buddy. I gave, I, I gave him a little rousing on air, but I, I, I love Buddy's effort. But you're right. Those are the things, Ham, that show up more times than not and will ultimately lose you a game. Hopefully, you and I have talked about this on pod, uh, car casts and a lot of different things. Hopefully, the Kings will learn from some of these things. Yeah. Okay, so we're talking about a, a young team that's trying to grow. They're trying to figure things out. Um, for me, 
Nemanja Bielica has been just a breath of fresh air. Wow. My goodness, he's so much better than expected. Yeah. Wow. He can do a lot of different things, and he's not selfish. He's not looking for his own shot all the time. He's playing within himself. Yeah. Defensively, I, he's got a whole lot more block shots than Willie Cauley-Stein does. Listen, uh, against uh, Hoffa, uh, Maccabi Haifa? Uh, Haifa, yeah, yeah. Haifa. He blocked the shot, and I went, huh? And I said to myself, now, if that was an NBA player, he's probably going to try it. He's going to dunk it. Yeah. But he continues to do the same things defensively, way better than I thought, a better team defender communication-wise. He's fantastic. And then, Ham, the ability to play make. I, and I watched, some, I watched some video of him, and I saw that. And I said to myself, uh, I don't know. And we talked to somebody from Minnesota, and they said, they didn't really use him right, meaning they didn't allow him the ability to show all the things that he can do. Yeah. I'm seeing stuff right here, and you're right, whether it's backdoor passes, cuts, looking for his teammates, and unselfish, I mean, high IQ. I, I love him. You know, I, I always get a little gun-shy when I hear a player say, I, I, I'm going to get to do more things here, that I wasn't allowed to do things when I was this, with this team or that team. Yeah. To me, it instantly makes me think of Marco Bellinelli. Where Bellinelli is like, look, I, I didn't get to handle the ball. I didn't get to do all. I can show you so much that's more. For, that's on purpose. <laughs> and then George Carl just unleashes him and gives him yeah. carte blanche to do whatever he wants. And it's a disaster. That's not what we're seeing with Bielitsa. He's yeah. totally playing within the team concept. Right. Maybe he's taken one bad shot the whole season. Maybe. I, I mean, maybe. Now, I don't think he can play the small forward at all after watching him. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm so impressed with his rebounding. I mean, he, he went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Gobert yeah. multiple times. Yeah. Like, whoa, look at him go He's up and try to. Uh, so I, I like what we're seeing, and I can't wait until you get a second super, super high basketball IQ player in Bogdan who should be back in roughly five games. Yes. And I think that, uh, well, after five games. So right. I think the Kings are looking up. Uh, and Bogdan will help your defense as well. Um, but for me, Bielitsa, he looks like a steal at this point, although he is eating some minutes that could go to other players, but I think he's a steal. Yeah, he, he is, and I, I think he improves your overall basketball IQ of your team. I think he's a great locker room guy just being around him. You are listening to the Kings Insider Podcast on NBC Sports California, brought to you by Wendy's. The new Wendy's Sauce and Bacon Classic is a twist on a favorite. The Sauce and Bacon Classic features a smoky, tangy sauce and three strips of applewood smoked bacon, for a limited time at participating locations. Let's get back to the show. I, I, I got to get your take because I'm going to give you mine on uh, on Harry Giles because I see a lot of people saying different things. Oh, they're about being Harry. hard on him. Right. And when I look at Harry Ham, he's, he's just a, a phenomenal talent, first yes. of all. I've watched film with Harry when he was younger, and he can do so many different things that we haven't seen him do yet. 300 minutes, roughly, would yep. you say? At 300 minutes at Duke. Okay. That's it, total. And what I see in him is he knows he has all that talent, and he's trying to do everything all at one time. Yeah. And that's, the, that's a big no-no at this level because then sometimes you don't get really anything. And I would rather him focus maybe on defense, focus on catching the ball at the top and rebounding and, and, and you know, just a, a few, give him two or three things to say, I really want you to lock in on this because all that talent, it, it can come out. I, I see it. Oh, I yeah. know other people are being hard on him and they, they might not see it, but that kid, watch out. Yeah, so I talked to Scowl in the locker room before the previous game. And I said, 
I said, how, how you holding up? He said, I'm doing okay, I'm doing okay. And I said, I, a little bit of a struggle because you're not getting on the court. He goes, yeah. yeah, yeah. I said, okay, so let me tell you something I noticed from you and from Harry. And he goes, okay. And not every NBA player will sit there and listen. Absolutely. But I said, it seems like when both of you get in the game, your intention is to try to show that you belong and try to earn more minutes instantly. I said, instantly. If you just go in the game and do your job and know it, sit when you're, when you're sitting there at the table and you're waiting to go in, have a moment of zen, have a moment where you take a deep breath and say, I'm going to do my job and I'm going to play within myself and I'm going to go out there and I'm going to try to help the team. And if it turns out that I get to explode for 13 or 14 points in a short burst, so, that, be, it. so be it. But I'm going to be ready no matter what. But I'm going to be ready to do my job, not try to do everyone else's job and get taken off the court with a yeah. quick hook. And so I think it's something that Harry really needs to learn as well. Yeah. The first, the, I think it was the first game I was watching. I went back and looked at the tail of the tape. I, I went back and looked at the, uh, the way that the game, the, the game script. And I think it was 32 seconds into his first game, he picked up a foul. Wow. Yep. And then he lasted like another five or six yeah. minutes. Then wow. he came back in. The second time, he had a foul in seven seconds and a foul in like 50 seconds. Then when he came back in the third time in the third quarter, he had a foul within a minute as well. He's coming in. He's too amped up. Pushing. uh, And, yeah, he's just so excited. He wants to do well. And you know what? I'm going to say this. This may sound strange. It doesn't help that... Marvin Bagley is going out there and just succeeding. Oh, no, no doubt. That it doesn't because Harry Giles is sitting there like, and, and, and see, Harry, that, that's my point, Ham, is Harry knows that he got game. Yeah. And he knows he can do it. But to come away from all the things that he's been through, it's going to take a second to find it because the things that you were doing dominant the last time you were doing them, yeah. it was in high school. Oh, yeah, totally. And this is a whole different animal. So it, it, it's, it's going to take him a second, but that's why he has to have the patience to kind of self-examine, watch yep. some film, and then find some spots and different things on the floor like a, a nice little Tim Duncan glass shot or that elbow jump shot after someone cuts off of you and you hit them late one time. Yes. Now you pass fake and then you just, you know, where you can do it in a calm way where you're not having to rush. And other than that, I, I think he's going to be all right. I think he's going to be all right too. And, I, and what, what I was saying about Bagley, I don't want you to, people to think that I'm saying he needs to be jealous of Marvin or anything else. What I'm saying is that it's happening for Marvin very quickly, and Harry wants it to happen for himself, Absolutely. too. We all do. Yeah, yeah. I think everyone in the building yeah. wants – and that's another thing that he needs to know, that while fans are going to be hard on him, they're going to be hard on him because the the expectation, the buildup for him was so huge, yeah. and now fans are like, wait a sec, what we're seeing does not equate to what we were hearing. Just relax, people. Give yeah, him well, a give him it, an opportunity. It's, it's also the same people that said um, – you know, when we tried to sign Zach Levine, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I was like, look, you people are you nuts. Zach Levine has got game. And yeah. if you haven't been noticing as of late, he's his first five games, he's over 30 points a game. And only Michael Jordan and I think one other person have done that ever. Yeah, I think he looks really, really good. Um, and you know what? To be honest with you, I think the additions the Kings made, they're right now they're working out. Uh, I think Bagley is showing everyone that, okay, oh, yeah. 
Okay. He's a real deal. Yeah, he is. I, I mean, think he is, is a real deal. Listen, he's, the kid is 19 years old. And did you see him and yeah. uh, Jared Jackson Jr. going at each other the other night? Yeah. And then afterwards, they gave each other love. I mean, that was highly competitive. And I think that the coaching staff of the Memphis Grizzlies were like, attack him. And, you know, I, I don't think that Coach Yeager and his King staff said attack him. But that's one thing about Marvin Bagley. You can score on him. You might dunk, whatever. He's coming back. The kid is relentless in his work ethic. I love it, Ham. Yeah, and, and I'll also point out that these guys have gone up against some of the best bigs in the game to start the season. How about I that? I mean, you start with Gobert, Anthony Davis, <laughs> Jokic, Steven Adams. And not only really good bigs, and Marcus Gasol, yeah. not only really good bigs, but very different bigs. Very different. You have the best defensive player, the yeah. best offensive player, player. Yep. the best passer, the yeah. strongest big man. Yeah, uh, figure it then, out. And then the seasoned vet in Gasol, and I think Willie Cauley-Stein has done a nice job. Oh, man, he's been a breath of fresh air, man. Yeah. I will give Willie all the credit because he's been consistent so far. So far. Yes. But also, when Harry Giles comes in the game, that's who he's having to deal with as well. Yeah. I mean, his minutes are coming against some guys, and then when they aren't coming against that guy, they're coming against some speedster that has no business playing center. And so the adjustment is just, it, it's very, very difficult. Yeah. And I think, again, everyone needs to just calm down a little bit and let these guys sort of fit into who and what they're going to be. Um, De'Aaron Fox, we've touched on him a little bit. Yeah. But he sure does look like a future all-star. Man, I, I, I don't know how he wouldn't be him. Listen, defensively, I am so very impressed by this kid because he's able to stay in. Listen, um, Conley went by a couple of our guys. Yeah. And as soon as Fox got on him, he couldn't do anything. And I was just like, goodness gracious. Now, he did cross him over one time and went away from the pick. But defensively, he's solid. Offensively, you see it improving. I was uh, talked to Gary Payton last night, who's probably going to be here, who said that he knows him and talks to him from time to time. Yeah. And I was saying, I said, Gary, you know, similar to you, when you came in, you weren't a shooter. He said, part of what happened for me was the ability to have the confidence to start pulling the trigger. And I think that that's what we saw from Foxy uh, before the Denver game in a little in preseason he was shooting shots that we didn't see him pull last year yeah now, and then he backed off a little bit but the other night against Memphis he was right back at it the aggressive Fox on both ends of the floor pushing the basketball is a great Fox I think learning from a guy like Russell Westbrook you have to understand the difference the, the change in mindset that you have to have to be great mm -hmm. and if Fox wants to be that player he has to play in a similar style I don't think he's nearly as strong as Westbrook but the way that Westbrook puts his head down and looks like a running back running at you, Good there's Lord. nothing you can do. Nah, nothing. I mean, it's, it's like a little LeBron James. Yeah, I don't think that we've seen a player like Westbrook. I don't know if ever in the league. Going I mean, that fast to explode, jump and explode while going that fast? Yeah. It, it You don't see it that often, man. It's something <laughs> like we were seeing Grant and I on air. I was just like, you got to see it in person to understand exactly what it is. But I will tell you, we have, I mean, barring injury for all, everyone, we have an absolute star in De'Aaron Fox. I, I love, he's a gamer at the same time. When the yep. game gets close, he wants the basketball. He wants to make the play defensively as well as offensively. Yeah, mentally, I think we've seen him take a huge, huge leap. Yes. His preparation, everything is different. I think Willie Cauley-Stein, we can say the same thing. Mentally, the approach is different. Yeah. Uh, I really do want to see him, you know, do a little bit more defensively. Again, I think he has two blocks on the season. That's it. Um, I need him to be a little bit more of a defensive presence for this team because yeah. I think that's how they really take a next step. 
Uh, I think that we're going to start seeing a little bit more of Bielitsa and uh, and and Bagley together. Yeah. Because I think it gives you the inside outside. Absolutely. Uh, and I think that that's really intriguing. I don't think that either one of them can play the small forward. So I don't know that we're going to see that with a Harry Giles or with a Willie Cauley Stein. Um, but to finish up on the Giles thing too, mm -hmm. um, I, I actually felt like Dave Yeager may have done him a major service in the in the last game where in the first half harry had one of his i mean it was bad it was his worst game he had first he had yeah. four turnovers so right. quickly yeah uh, i think he was 0 of 4 or 0 of 6 from the field it yeah. was a bad game right um, but dave didn't put him back out there in the second half and he allowed his team to go out there and have success without harry and i think that may have shown harry that like look you have got to calm down if you can't calm down i can't put you back out there and we're going to go for the win here, and I'm going to show you that these guys are figuring it out, and so far you haven't, and I need you to, to take everything that we're saying, but also sometimes I need you to watch. I need you to watch what's happening and how guys are reacting and how guys are playing and how confident, how their confidence level is before I can rush you out there and even hurt your confidence even more. And so for me, that was a good sign. I know a lot of fans are like, how can you play the guy six minutes? I know exactly how you can play in six minutes. You can't look at the box score and say he needed more than six minutes because, right. I mean, at some point you have to stop someone from self-inflicting more damage to themselves, right? Yeah, you, you do. And a lot of times you talk about watching. I think it's been vitally beneficial for two players, Justin Jackson and um, uh, Buddy Heal. Yeah. Both of them. They went to the bench. They watched. And sometimes it just it, – it, starting is different. And coming off the bench, you get to see the flow of the game. You get to see where you can input yourself in different things. And, you know, just kind of sometimes backing away and saying, you know what, let me take a deep breath and understand who I am. What do I want to be? Uh, am I working as hard as I can? Am I doing all the things? And I think personally Harry is because I watch him work. And the kid, he, he's in there. He's working on the hooks and all the different things that he needs to do. Now, you, I see you can do it. But now I need you to perform it. And there's a difference in yeah. practice and performing in the games. And now he has to figure that part out. Potential and production. There's you got to at some point, yes, you got to start producing. And uh, he's going to have probably a year or two before I think he can really be counted on night in and night out to give you a specific total, whether it's points, rebounds, assists. Uh, but you, we've already seen probably three or four highlight reel passes that not oh. another player, another big on this team so, can make. Yeah. I don't even know if there's another guard on this team that can make. The fact that he sees them is impressive. That that's what impresses oh, yeah. me. So now, yeah. when th that's why I say him, once he understands, they put him at the elbow, the high post, right in there, and the the passing ability, it's gonna back big guys off of him, or they're gonna pressure him. They're gonna have to pick, pick yep. your poison. If you if you back off. That's when you take your time, knock down your jump shot. If you pressure me, now I'm one dribble away with my big ass. That's all right. With my big hands. <laughs> with my big hands. And, and I'm going to dunk it on your head. Or I'm going to find my guys when they're cutting to the basket. It's just going to take them some time. All right. So, Doug, you got to go uh, jump on your radio show here in just a minute. But uh, – you're, you're doing play-by-play. -play. So I'm driving Jerry every game. Okay. Uh, uh, so I, I feel like Morgan Freeman. I'm, I'm, driving, <laughs> I'm driving Mr. Jerry uh, all, awesome. all over the globe. Uh, no it's, doubt. It's just He's me, the best, me and Jerry in a car every day, it feels like. Um, and, and that's, again, why we haven't done the pod. I mean, if you look at the first week of the season, 
uh, two trips to Sacramento, three trips to the city for me. Uh, but how is your transition to full-time next to Grand Napier doing the, uh, doing the actual live game call? You know, it's um, Grant is, and Jerry, they, they both helped me so much that it, it's been really easy on top of the fact that Grant is he's the best in the business. So, it, you know, anything where if I'm faltering, that guy just jumps right and takes over with the exception of me stepping on him the other night on that De'Aaron Fox thing. And I had to apologize to him afterwards because it was I, I couldn't hold myself. I was so excited. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, and the Doug cam. We got the Doug cam yeah. like half the time, right? Oh, you man. You become a meme. I know it. But you know what? Uh, it's been fantastic, man. I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving it learning and it's it's a lot of fun to watch these young players grow you get to you know coach Yeager has you know been um uh, gracious enough to allow me to come to practice and shoot around so to watch them work and watch them grow and then the things that they're working on them trying it in the game and watch them be successful and watch them fail sometimes and then come back and work I just I love that process so for me I'm a basketball nerd I, I dig it and I'm having a blast well it's good to hear all right, so we're going to do this more regularly. We, we will be back. We're going to start instituting our mandatory Friday podcast. Absolutely. Uh, Doug will be back full time with us. Um, but, uh, Doug, thanks for, thanks for taking the time today. I know, again, your schedule is crazy. Uh, everything else going good? I, I can't complain, man. Everything is, is wonderful. We just get some more wins, and you know, go Kings. There it is. All right, so thank you for tuning in to the Kings Insider podcast brought to you by Wendy's. We'll be back. All right, you've been listening to the Kings Insider Podcast brought to you by Wendy's. If you haven't already, please visit Apple Podcasts or Google Play to subscribe. And if you like our podcast, give us a rating and a review. We would really appreciate it. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at NBCS Authentic. We'll be back next week with Doug Christie and another great guest. Thanks for tuning in, Kings fans. We'll see you very soon.